a Pulp MX Network production. The only athlete-to-athlete podcast in the sport. Questions from a different perspective. The hard questions you want answered about training, riding, and being a professional athlete. Not only in motocross, but in other sports realms as well. Welcome to Shifting Gears, the Zach Osborne Podcast. You guys might be asking yourselves, why is Zacho doing a podcast? And when does he have time for a podcast? Well, let's be honest. We have plenty of time on our hands. Um, I have a family, which takes a lot of time. But also, you know, it's a couple hours a month. I get to sit down and bench race. I love bench racing. Some of my favorite times of the season are when we're in Paris or in Geneva or, you know, any of those off-season races where we're all kind of the Americans abroad. It seems like everybody comes together and, man, some of the times in the lobby where we're just eating dinner, having having a coffee or whatever the case, people just loosen up. And um, that's what I kind of hope to achieve with this show is just some behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't hear every day that um, whether it be funny stories or um, views on things, I just hope to open it up to you guys and really kind of show you another side of the sport. Um, there's not a ton of that going on. In a, from an athlete to athlete perspective, and I think it's a just a really cool thing that I'm I'm able to do. Another reason I'm doing a podcast, I'm a fan of the sport. Like I love the sport. I love dirt bikes in general, um, not just supercross and motocross, off road, everything in between, rally, um, vintage, whatever it is. I love it, um, and I'm I'm appreciative that other people have made time to do a podcast and um, brought us that content. So if I can put more content out there for people to enjoy then heck yeah. Skosh, accessories for life. Listen guys, their slogan sums it up. They are accessories for your life. I use the Magic Mount vent clip every day, boom bottle all the time, go bat when we're traveling, whatever it may be, the functionality and durability of these products is second to none. That's why myself and Rockstar and J Husqvarna Factory Racing choose Skosh, accessories for life. Check them out at Skosh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E dot com. What's up, guys? Thanks for checking out Shifting Gears, the Zach Osborne podcast. First episode, I have Ryan Dungey. Uh, Ryan and I trained together in his last year racing at the Baker's Factory, became pretty good friends, and um, actually had quite similar amateur careers um, in, times of, in terms of time-wise. So it's cool to uh, just kind of dig into that and talk about it. Um, Dungey and I were cut a little bit short um, due to prior obligations for the both of us so um it's only about 30 minutes but if you guys enjoy it let us know in the comments and um we'll try to get back together and and do some more um Dunge's perspective and the way he lives is is pretty awesome and uh for for a professional athlete of his caliber nine-time champion of the sport to be as humble as he is it's uh it's impressive enjoy Dude, super nervous. Um, here with Dunge, not because I'm nervous because I'm around you, but because this is my first podcast. Um, obviously, we spent some time together the last couple years and got to know each other. We we raced a lot as kids, and um, it's crazy to see where we both are now. And uh, it's awesome to have this opportunity to do a podcast. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to kind of talk to you um, about our careers, about 
you know what you've got going on in life now you haven't done so so much uh media as far as this kind of stuff since you quit and everything but you've obviously got a lot going on it's not like you're sitting at home with your feet up so um yeah let's let's jump into it you know uh we we raced together a lot as kids um uh my parents shop actually sponsored your brother for some time and uh it's just crazy to think that where we all kind of sort of started and, and where we came from to now it's it's such a cool journey and always when i look back on things you would take the road 10 times over if you had a, a crystal ball that could tell you sort of where you're going to end up but but in the time obviously there's it's it's sort of tough to continue at times you know yeah no it's actually well thanks for having me on by the way appreciate <laughs> no it it's an honor to be the the first one on the podcast but for sure i think um our to be able to be sitting here now doing this together is is i think it's it's pretty cool and special and not to mention the careers that we've had and that you're having it's it's great to see the success but um you um you definitely made my days pretty tough as an amateur gosh i remember driving home sometimes just thinking holy smokes i've got whooped but we had fun we enjoyed it of course it, that's the days to look back and, and have a good time but like you said you sponsored my brother and i feel like yeah, it was because of my brother that i i actually kind of got um opportunity as an amateur or or we had the b ride when he got the a ride it was like so um it's definitely cool to see it all kind of play out years yeah. later yeah it's unreal i mean like um i know like your first big accomplishment was loretta's 05 like winning the schoolboy championship and then um Stroopy won the other one obviously and, and that was quite a time but you know like as far as springboarding you onto the scene that was that was the one thing that really did it and and started your relationship with Raj which obviously blossomed huge uh throughout your career and it's crazy to me like people chase this this thing this amateur thing so hard and and it only kind of takes that one good break to really to really make it happen at the end it's it's like a it's like a vortex once you get going you you just you know you kind of climb and climb and climb it's, it's pretty insane yeah I, that still today that's the whole story of becoming pro or how it worked because i thought surely i mean maybe i was would have a ride right or or um a satellite team ride whatever you call it but no way was i thinking it would ever be a factory ride but i got pretty fortunate i i uh, had some success in 05 at loretta's which was cool and um we all battled pretty hard that year and had fun and then for me, I wasn't even expecting to go pro until years, two years later. Um, the opportunity came, meeting Roger gave me a tryout, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we, we got a deal for you. And, and I'm pretty dang fortunate how it all worked out, that it worked out, and that it all came together real smoothly. And um, But you're absolutely right. Just it, it's, I think it's encouraging for these younger amateur kids to know that it didn't, you didn't have to have a stellar amateur career to have a great professional career and um you just needed to have a little bit of success that could catapult you into the pros and once you're there it's a whole nother ball game obviously right. of course it's a whole nother learning curve and that was to come but um um it's tough i mean as as you can probably account for i mean it's the the whole it's a it's a tough road i mean no matter how you're doing right i mean it's it's just it's just one of those things that tests you as a human it, it tests your character your integrity every, everything about you so yeah it's quite funny because we had basically the opposite uh careers to to that point you know like i was the guy with the ride and you were the the guy that was wanting the ride and <laughs> and then it was it kind of changed after that which um you know 
looking back now, I would take the road again 50 times over to get to where I am today, but it's it's so hard to see when you're inside that deal, like to see out at any time in your career, really, you know, it's it's all about, I feel like, you know, just finding the, the good in every situation and continuing on. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing because, yeah, like I said, it's, it's so hard when you're in it, but it's so simple when you just look at it from a different view or, or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy it's, to me. It's almost like the, you never give up, right? No matter exactly, what. Exactly. Never give up. And, yeah. you know, you're going to regret giving up someday at, at some point. Like, you know, if you didn't chase it a little bit further than what you could have that you know that's that's kind of the, the age-old saying of, of you know uh, <laughs> yeah. what is it when you you could be right at the door when you give up or, or, or you, i don't you, even remember you, you might yeah i know exactly what you're saying like right when you think you're the you you might be the closest when it seems the farthest <laughs> exactly, away or whatever yeah, yeah exactly and um it's funny i had a whole quote saying stuff i had a whole yeah it's blows my mind but um it's true and I I will say I mean you probably felt this way in your career I mean in the middle of my career I felt I was like five years in I thought maybe one more two more years I'll be good because it was just like it it was tough you know but it's no reason to give up just saying that I'm glad I you know I'm glad I didn't you know like what was to come and even um, in any scenario so yeah it's just you're happier when you see it through exactly exactly Um, one of the things to me that's like seriously crazy about your career is just your attrition rate and how you're able to stay healthy so much i I reached out to the guys at the sx research department on instagram they do tons of stats and i love stats i love numbers and and stuff and so in of a potential 150 162 starts you started 157 races and that was including the dnq at daytona in 07 which I, I think you got fifth and i got sixth <laughs> yeah that, that lcq that but that's tough. that is like you know knowing the risk factors and the dangers of the day-to-day of this sport like that is unparalleled like it's almost a skill in in my opinion or maybe not maybe you have some obviously there's no there's no <laughs> secret weapon or we would all be doing it but it's just it's unreal to me that you know we put in literally 1500 ish laps before the first round even goes off of yeah. supercross and then you have another 17 weeks of that including races including starts including just walking down the sidewalk like you never you missed five races in your whole career that's unreal no i i mean i think one of the tough things about our sport is is the injury injuries right but um you know i think the one thing i battled a lot was the fear of injury i always it's, it's, i think it's some all of us racers it, we're human you know but i think there's just a healthy way to deal with it and understanding it and it can start with the execution how you apply yourself um uh, you know f- of course the good lord's protection but i think you know i wasn't a guy who liked to get out of my comfort zone i just wasn't a guy who was just like liked to, i knew when i was out of it and i was uncomfortable things were risky i didn't i was chancing it so what i tried to really more focus on was getting that um that race pace as far as i could up, up to my threshold of where it, i was right at the border of out of um kind of just being um, out of control or not out of control but just um how would you say it or just, just yeah just right on your on comfort the limit level, right yeah right on the, the limit. limit and so 
sometimes I, yeah, I was accused of not being the fastest or he needs to take more chances or, or he, you know, but just being consistent over the course of the series. But, you know, just trying to stay in my limits of when I'm riding and applying myself. I mean, you know, you can't, there's a lot of things you can't control, like the dirt bike, the malfunctions of dirt bikes and whatnot. It's just these things happen, but the equipment's much better these days. But if I could you know from technique to keeping my toes tucked in so you didn't catch a rut to keeping your foot up in a corner or or thinking ahead like what are the consequences of this and it's not fear that that was driving that was that you were holding back from it was just common sense or being smart or trying to be smart i mean i was very fortunate i will say but i'm i'm glad i had a healthy career and missed minimal races because i was not good sitting sitting out watching it's races unreal i mean you know i i've missed uh i've done the last three seasons uh or 16 15 16 17 and half of 18 uh missed no races i did have some injuries like a broken thumb at the beginning of 15 which i just kind of rode through and um different kind of niggling things but like that's pretty impressive to to have gone as long as you did and not miss like a, an entire season until 16 you miss like eight or nine outdoors or whatever yeah Yeah. and and still kind of have the fire like you know rv he he missed a couple outdoor seasons when he was doing it you know when he won his four titles and stuff and that i think that that makes a a pretty big difference in terms of motive and and just overall drive and freshness if you will yeah i mean sometimes it's tough to kind of say it but it's maybe it's a blessing in disguise sometimes you know and i mean five years later you look back and you're like wow that that you, you realize hindsight's 2020 but like in 2016 for example i was tired mentally i was tired i was like i needed a break and i didn't want to get hurt i mean by no means but it but it came at a good time so 17 i was fresher you know i right. mean i but yeah you try to be smart you try to try to make good choices and i think maybe the best thing and i learned this later on in my career is the best thing that you can do is is the, or the worst thing you can do is ride out there in fear because chances there's more likely something chances of something happening riding in fear because you're playing it cautious you're not executing your your mind's not fully there you're kind of your your timing's off um even your reaction so i always said it was more safer to especially if you can get a start but it was safer to ride out there like you know how because you're reacting to things quicker you're having fun you're you're putting yourself in better situations you're thinking clearly right so um it's a challenge and, and a challenge that i battled my whole career but you try to have some antidotes to kind of right to, we to all help you through right i you know i came on to alden thing sort of later in your career the last year and it was interesting to me to kind of see you every day not struggling with with like how good you were but like maybe that you were the benchmark of of motocrossers and like it was it kind of changed my view of you know being at the top a little bit like it it made me feel a little bit more human or made made you feel a little more human (laughs) whereas you know prior to going there i just felt like um you guys were so far out of reach but it it blew my mind that you still had so much drive and so much passion to be to find like that one click of of suspension or that you know hundredth in a corner or and and i think that that is just incredible it seriously was one of the most eye-opening things of my entire career like to see you go there every day and just kind of battle it really you know it was was crazy yeah i mean that's what it's come down to right like the little 
tenths here, hundreds here. I mean, and you're trying to find. And I was. I mean, I. You know, I was Mr. Millimeter. I mean, you'd raise my sag up yeah, a millimeter. Yeah, but that's what it is. I yeah, mean, I, that's what we're dealing exactly. with. Exactly. And, and people, we all catch flack for being that. But you know, you're 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 searching for hundreds and tenths over the off season. You know, if you can start the off season and, and gain sort of two seconds through those two or three months, and then tenths from there, you're yep. you're cruising. You know. Absolutely. I mean, it, you are absolutely right. I mean, it is the small things that make a difference these days. And, I mean, you go a couple clicks on the forks. I mean, that's nothing in as far as – but but you go faster. Right. But it's something. It's, it's it something. is something. Yeah, you say nothing, but it yeah. is something. And But I think the cool thing about the Eldens program too, and I spent a lot of years riding by myself, like always doing motos by myself. And for a lot – I mean, it was like maybe three years of just – out there doing my motos maybe maybe just going through the motions a little bit because you didn't weren't you didn't have that guy chasing you or you chasing that guy so that's what made eldon's really special was having those other guys at your caliber to ride with and and you know even like when you were on the 250s you got to the point where you were within tenths of us and we're chasing each other and it's like you were the you were the guy out front or we'd always get our turns so for me that was just natural motivation that made it like that much but then there's the the competitive side that you were you're like well I got to race this guy during right. the weekend yeah. and so you're trying to manage that but it's like you know what without these guys I wouldn't be as good they're pushing me to be better and I think we've all seen that and you kind of have that race you get that race pace or that race situation without the stress of a race right right yeah and, and I think that there's something to be said for that like not that like you know Alden's guys have changed the game but also us sort of being together you know me only for three years now or whatever that group being together every day firing at each other has brought a new level you know eli does his own thing or other guys do their own thing and they're you know right there every weekend winning races faster than fast but at the same time i think that that's kind of changed the game as far as uh, guys riding together and, intensity and intensity for sure being open to other people kind of being part of the program it's it's just uh in my opinion like brought a new level to the sport yeah it absolutely has i mean in in the last five years with that it's i mean you're i mean we've we've seen it the first three rounds or we're at the first the third round now and it's like the f- the top 10 12 13 are within a second yeah it's i mean insane. when have we seen that yeah you go out there every every practice this the season i feel like someone different's been fast you know today i think Celia was fastest in the free practice yep. eli in the f- second practice and marv in the third practice mm-hmm. like it's it's not been like that in quite a while and i think that it's just on another level yeah fly racing usa Dudes, I love a BOA system, okay? If it were up to me, everything would be BOA. No more shoelaces, no more snaps, just BOA. BOA everything. So when Fly told me they were putting the BOA system on some of their pants, totally stoked. Um, I love everything I have from Fly. And one thing that people probably don't know is they make some pretty sick mountain bike stuff. So when I'm out on my Levo crushing it, I love to wear Fly. Check them out, flyracing.com. Um, I... I know that in the past, you know, Alden's caught tons of flack from, mostly from like you and from RV's career, like burning people out. But I feel like in my life now being there and and doing the program and everything, I feel like oftentimes he is the one constant thing that I have going, you know, like 
that every weekend it's something different at the race you know an autograph signing or a dinner or an obligation or whatever but going home on monday i can count on the tracks being there the track being good you know we're doing our bike rides everything is just as it just so you know as it should be and and i feel like that's often you know undue criticism just because you know people think that our workload is so high or whatever you know like can you kind of speak on that or yeah i mean you know I think if anything, Eldon's program is is the opposite. Yeah, I would say before I came to Eldon, like those years before Eldon, I burned myself out. Yeah, I was worrying, I was overtraining, I was doing more than I needed to do out of fear. Like I need to do more, I need to do more. What's this guy doing? What's he got? All this other stuff. Where we're going to Eldon's, just brought confidence. It calmed my mind. It brought clarity, accountability. Um, you know, I feel like the program is so solid. If anything, and I hate to say we do less because we you, you know Elvis program you, you do a yeah. lot but it's it's quality right. you know you you're you know where you got to be the bike rides are fun we 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 all do group rides together each morning and we you know we get our turn to lead and whatever you're doing on the track you name it and and you have you're down there with other people I think the 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 coolest thing as a rider being down at Eldon's was like you weren't alone down there yeah. you know you have Eldon's a solid person everybody's family together yeah yeah you know they got the riders you got other right other people there and so you're not just in a state or living somewhere by yourself so you kind of have that community fun feel but then um um I, but yeah I, I have heard that and you know Eldon retires people and people that get done with him it's a bad call or he burns them out but it's for me, I'd rather make the most of my career every right. single day and give it all I had, and and which I, I feel like I did. I did everything I could, whether my whole career, and I never wanted to, you know, I, you know, you and me, we're not people who leave anything on the table. We right. want to get the most of it, exactly. and so you try to. I figured, you know what, I I try to do that as hard as I could, as long as I can, and and we had fun. I mean. We got, you know, we had plenty of balance. We had a good time. We had, we had time to do things. It's just you, these days you have to do it. Um, you have to have a solid program. Exactly. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. Right. Um, like moving on a little bit. Obviously, now you're you're in sort of more in, a, in of an ambassador role, uh, if you will, or you know, kind of what what is it now? Like your role with KTM and and the team and um, yeah. where you're at. So, uh, with working with KTM, I get to uh, kind of work with the riders. Um, obviously, KTM and Husky being group. Um, a group manufacturer or separate, but putting my tongue in my mouth there. That's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, just being able to be there for the riders, kind of being in their corners, I think, you know, being able to be down there with you for, say, we got to go down there. And it's not really necessarily me forcing myself on the riders, whether it's KTM, the TLD guys, the Husky guys, it's it's whoever that may be. It's more just being in their corner. Right. Be there. I'm, if I'm present, I'm there to ask questions. And I'm not, I don't play favorites. If, if I have honest answers or whatnot, I enjoy being around the riders. So that's kind of one part. But also second part is being able to um be an ambassador for the for the for the company and and also to the you know the chance to go see the the crew in austria and so forth but also being able to learn more about the business side of things of the company being able to stand more and and um kind of an area for me that it's just it's more foreign right but i i love to progress i hate just being in a standstill i love yeah, to learn I, 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 I remember like the first year you're tired uh in 17 
I was at I think it was at Unadilla. I walked out of the hotel at like five AM because it's far from the hotel to <laughs> Unadilla. And uh you were coming out of the gym at five. I'm like, Dunge, what like what are you doing? You like quit yeah, like I, <laughs> three months ago, like <laughs> stop right now. Yeah, like, I was still in work mode. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's crazy to uh you know I'm sure that there will be that time for me where it's like, you know, what exactly am I doing at this moment? But it's nice to see that you kind of stepped into a role where you're comfortable and, yeah, you you enjoy something. You enjoy, help, you know, helping the other guys, well, yeah, helping you, all of us. You spend so much time doing it, you right. know, and I feel like it'd be a waste to just exactly, walk to, away. Exactly, to not and, give, a, give it back. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, your wife has recently published a book like yeah it's pretty sick yeah i'm proud of her that's a dream of mine like to publish a book that's super sick yeah she's um you know it's it's funny we about i think it was like seven months ago i won't go into too detail but what she was considering doing and i was like i don't know i think you should pursue this 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 workout you know this um the working out the the um the nutrition side of things you have such a goal uh, such a passion here and, a, and an influence, you know, and you can reach a large audience, and not to mention change people's lives for the better. Like that's awesome. Yeah. And so she started digging into it, and she started moving forward. She started the website. She she started reaching out, and shoot, sure enough, six months later, she's launching her her eBooks, her uh, her fitness program, its nutrition cookbooks, and it's I tell you, it's been one of the coolest things to kind of, and I haven't had nothing to do with it, and and because it, it's all her, you know, right. and. And to watch from the outside, I feel like it's it's really been cool to see. Just she has that thing of her own, you right, know, and yeah. I, and it's been so rewarding for her. And she's helping people, and um, and that and that feels good, you know, when you can benefit others. So yeah, it's it's cool to see her. Yeah, it has per- to be a little bit different though, like for her and for you, like to for you to be kind of the supporting role, if you will. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. compared to like fifteen years of racing, where yeah. you know she's been on every plane ride and oh yeah, car ride and everything else with you, like you can kind of be there for her that's that's got to be like a pretty good feeling yeah and that's kind of what i always imagined was like well after racing it's it's going to be time for me to yeah Yeah. it's my turn right so um it's yeah it's it's been awesome and just uh be their supporter and and now baby yeah shoot yeah we got a baby on the way and i I, i'm thrilled and we're both thrilled and got a little baby girl and that'll be um, awesome i'm excited to see dad dunge (laughs) yeah yeah, I see you. Are, I mean, I, I give you props for racing and the kids, and you guys handle it really well. And so, Thank you. to be able to, yeah, everybody tells you how great it is, right? So I, yeah, I can't it, it's wait. A hu- it's the biggest change that you could never be prepared for, but it's like the most rewarding, you know, the most rewarding thing ever. There's you just kind of have to experience, yeah. experience it on your own. You know, it's it's a an unbelievable thing. Um, you said earlier, like you took some, you always kind of took some criticism for not being aggressive enough or or being on the edge enough or what whatever they said you know like but you won championships there's there's something to be said for that too yeah um i definitely wasn't the most bar banging type of guy i think i i tried a few races to well i'm gonna get aggressive here you know <laughs> i think i listened to the critics and uh and that didn't really that wasn't pretty either you make enemies so i think the biggest thing i was just lacking was intensity yeah um but but you just weren't like an intensity rider you were a smooth finesse well thought out methodical rider you know it's just not who you were yeah i i don't think my style is is that way but but i also trained 
myself that way. Yeah. Meaning, like before, I was I I ease into my moto. Yeah. I, and I will say, I think the biggest shift it wasn't even physical. I think physically, I had it all along. Yeah. Maybe a, I needed to adapt a little bit, but it was a men- it was just a, a mental change. Yeah. And it it's, it literally came down to a um, I was afraid to fail. Yeah. I didn't want to get out there right. and, Fall and get run down and yeah. passed and. But it was a fear, and I was, you know, I was able to, you know, overcome it with, you know, with to to be able to just not be afraid to fail, and and you know, you can account for that. Of it's course. like when you ride free, and and you know, you kind of just do what you need to do. It, it it happens versus trying to hang on to something that, trying to hang on to your expectations, right? You're trying to. You know, live up to your expectations. I got to win this race. Well, you know, you you forget to execute, and you you live too far in the future, and you're two steps ahead of yourself all the time. And right. so, um, once I was able to kind of rein that back, it was it definitely helped. So. Yeah. Do you feel like that the critics today, like compared to when we started racing, are m- more accessible to the riders because of like the social side of things and and the websites with comment sections? Like, it's so easy to say, "Oh, don't look at that stuff," but of course, like I mean, I look all the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a couple times you log. Oh, there's in. an what article. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely tougher these days. But I also think people try to create drama too, yeah. and more so than so. Um, as our sport grows and gets bigger, and the social platforms, and people can just, I mean, for that matter, it's hard. Riders can just throw something out there about a rider, and it's like, well, you have a choice: you're going to take the bait, right. or you're going to like just let your yeah, you know, it, it actually causes more, you know, more drama yeah. than what it should have even ever yeah. could have been, you know. Yeah. So, so you kind of live and learn. We've all kind of had our, you know, mistakes, but um, yeah, it, you can't listen to them at the same time. But it, it's tough on a guy, you know. You can only just take so much sometimes. But right. Yeah. That's crazy. Ten quick questions for you. Um, first thing that comes to mind: two word answers, whatever you feel like. Um, eventually on this show I'm going to turn this into a spin the wheel where there's like a wheel on my phone and you go in and and uh, you, you flick the wheel and you do two word answers truth or dare okay. uh, yes or no questions but I don't have all those quite prepared yet because it's a different <laughs> set of questions for uh, for everything um, most important object you own that you purchased oh I'd... iPhone iPhone? Okay, that's totally yeah, fine because your the business is conducted there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yep. totally fine. Um, guilty pleasure food like? Oh, ice cream for oh, sure. Ice cream? Really? <laughs> yeah. okay. Pizza ice, or ice Pizza, cream. Pizza ice cream, okay. Um, morning person or night? Morning. Morning. Um, biggest pet peeve? Like thing you that can just drive you up the oh, wall. Like, for me, it's like backwards toilet paper. That is the ultimate OMG. I'm backwards toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of like three of them. Like, oh, when somebody asks me this question, I'm gonna have these, and I forget. But oh man, I would I would say uh, maybe everybody jamming up in front of the the, the airplane uh, uh, ramp right before it's time to go on. It's like, dude, are you what going for? on? Are you yeah. going on? Um, uh, weirdest quirk. Like, what's your weirdest thing that you do that like? Um, like when you rode, did you have a? certain way you put your gear on or anything like that well i can say it now but i'd always put my uh i'd always put my left sock on left first. sock on first see I'm, <laughs> I'm a right sock left sock 
right knee brace sock, left knee brace sock, and then after that, I don't really care so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you got to do that one thing, and yeah. then you can move on. It wasn't superstitious. It was just the way it. Goes. It was just the you way know? it went, That's right? right? That's not superstitious. And, and if you don't do it that way, it just doesn't feel right, and then that puts your whole day yeah. off. It's just a nightmare. Um, oh, that's awesome. Any other sport you could do, um, or talent you could have, what would it be? Um, I'd say F one. F one, really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, travel back in time to any event. Like you can take a time machine back to any event. Um, uh, anything. Anything. Oh man, now you. This is tough. <laughs> I would have to say, probably to, pro- probably to see my mom and dad on on Sixth Street when they when they first met in Austin, Texas. <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That's a good one. I never. Even I don't know. Of that. I'm trying to think of something. Um, <laughs> thing you're the worst. Uh, uh, yeah, thing you're the worst at. Oh, my handwriting. Handwriting for sure. Um, thing you're the best at besides training or writing or like the things that are obvious. Um, gosh, I'm I'm pretty good at cutting my grass. Pretty good at cutting grass. All right, all right. (laughs) And um, a quote. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, a life lived in fear is not a life lived at all. There you go. That's all. All right. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Zach.